Welcome to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. You know, our purpose here is to have fun talking about small business. We can give you the knowledge, tools, and power to achieve success. We've done it with hundreds of people. We're business coaches. My name's Jack Mancini, and I'm a, a partner in a business coaching company called Maximum Value Partners. I'm here with this uh, with, with my long-term partner in our business endeavors here, Adam Sunhalter. And we're here to talk about today one of the issues that came up in our real live coaching sessions. You know, over the course of a day, we could have maybe up to six, uh, six clients that we're spending time with coaching them as they go through the multitude of how questions and other issues and in, in running their company. And we have a program that basically, if you qualify for it, and if you stick with it, you're going to be successful. And I define success, we define success as growing sustainable profits. So, again, I'm here with Adam Sunhalter, my partner and, and uh, longtime partner with Maximum Value Partners. Hello, Adam. Hello, Jack. Yes, welcome to another great edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. And as the name entails, that's what we're here to do is share a lot of those secrets with you. And it comes from our experience. And as Jack said, these are right now we're sharing some stories that are that are very recent, um, real time with our clients. And what's funny too is it's a lot of the issues that we bring up, we may focus on one client more than others. But often there's a case where we've got multiple clients having similar type uh, similar type issues that are going on at once. And so we know that these are are common issues, and we like to kind of share with you ways that we help them address that. And as as Jack mentioned, we help them get unstuck from a state of how, H-O-W, lots of those how questions. How do I do this? How do I do that? And we'll get into one of those here in a second. But as you, as you, as you know, if you're a loyal listener here, whether it be on the radio here on WINT, or if you're a loyal listener to our podcast, as we'd like to have you be part of the show, and you're always welcome to be, to be part of the show, you can reach us live. We're here in the studio at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. We're also available on Twitter. Our company handle is at MaximumVP. If you're looking to tweet at Jack, you can get uh, him at at JackMMVP. And if you want to tweet at me, you got at Adam Sonhalter. We also like emails. We get a lot of comments via email, uh, which is radio at MaximumVP.com. And last but not least, if you have your own how question or comment you want to, you want to place, you can do that at our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. And you get a chance to fill out a form there and submit it. We'll get your question on the air, be able to address it, or we can respond to you um, off air as well, whichever works best for you. So lots of ways to get a hold of us, lots of ways to be part of the show and to share in your stories. And we got we have a good one for you again today um, in terms of just some, some recent activities with, with, with clients of ours to talk about where they were stuck when it came to being stuck in a state of how and how we kind of address that. So it gives us a chance to kind of delve in a little more deeply. We'll try to frame it here for you to start with and kind of get into some of the examples of what we kind of talked about. Yeah, that, that, that question of the day is how do we know if one of your employees is doing a good job or not? Before we get into that, I just want to make a comment about what we call this show. It's Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We can say this not because dirty secrets are, are hidden from the, the, the business world, we have coached well over 100 clients, hundreds of clients, actually. And and basically, we find the same problems reoccurring with each of these clients. Just a different product, different makeup of people, different experience, 
but in effect the same kinds of problems. So it's a secret to many of the small business owners. And and uh, to us, it's no secret to make profits and how do you go about it. There's a process that we, we take the business owners through. But since many of them never heard of so many of the, the issues that, that are involved with running a, a successful company, they're secrets to them. They aren't secrets to us. So I thought I'd add that right. today, yeah. Adam. Thanks, Jack. So we're going to shine light today on the one in terms of how do you know? It seems like a simple question, right? How do I know if someone's doing a good job or not? So, again, it seems very simple, and, and, and to, to somebody could quickly say, well, of course you know if somebody's doing a good job. Or not. I mean, you know, what are you, an idiot? Of course you know if they're, if, if they're doing a good job. And it may seem that way on the outside, but it isn't always that black and white. In fact, it's rarely that black and white. There's, there's various shades of gray that we see with clients of ours. And so, um, you know, where this is coming up recently, you know, I'll paint, paint the picture for, 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 for a couple Actually, there's two clients in particular I want to kind of focus on, so they're the, but I think we can kind of make the point. So, for us, what's what's fun about what what we do in our in our day jobs as, as business coaches is we meet with our clients either every week or every couple of weeks, and usually a tip off for Jack and I, if somebody's not doing a good job, is that when our clients come talk to us, the the person's name keeps getting brought up, and. It's usually the case when people in a, have, in a negative way. Yeah, so usually yeah. it's the case when people have a, a positive experience with your business, they may tell one or two people. If they have a negative experience with with your business, they're going to be telling dozens of people. Okay, yeah, they think people if I kind of know that or read about that or seen that or personal experience themselves. That's usually the case with with employees. If somebody is knocking the cover off the ball and doing a great bang up job, um, unless we prompt that feedback, hey, how's so and so doing? You know, you, you mentioned this person came in. You know, three months ago, with you know, they, they, they were the the great white hope, you know, the the, the potential savior of the uh, of the company, right? How are they doing? So unless we kind of prompt that discussion, you know, it's usually they come to talk about somebody who's kind of annoying them or or, or upsetting them or doing things wrong, right? So they'll come and they'll talk, and so so Jack, I've learned, okay, if they come talk once, not a big deal. If it's all sudden twice, and okay, and then here we are, three months in, and every meeting. Every week or every two weeks, all of a sudden, this person's name is you know, being brought up. And so, and just dominate, yeah, just dominates, <laughs> dominates the meeting, dominates the discussion. The person isn't, the, the client isn't sleeping well at night. It's just this, this person is, the, this employee is basically, he's obsessed with it. He's obsessed with this employee. So, but he's not taking action, he's not doing right. anything to remedy the situation. So what Jack and I will do is we'll put up our hands or we'll put up a, a signal for a timeout. Timeout. Hold on a second. Now we'll, we'll, we'll point it out to the owner. Hey, Jack, do you realize for three months, the last three months you've come and you've mentioned this person's name every time, every time we've met, you, you, you know, and, and maybe it was only in, in passing. Maybe it was a half an hour discussion. Yeah, maybe for it was the more, you know, most or part, it it's more, more like a half an hour. But we'll point out, say, okay, do you realize that in, that, in, in all those discussions, that entire time in the last three months, you have not said one positive thing about this person. Now, we know you're bringing things here that are frustrating you and annoying you, so maybe it's just it's only a small percentage of what they do. Or, But, again, we, we know that they have some good qualities, right? And they'll kind of say, but it's almost like it's, it's also like a, like a punch to the gut, and they kind of, oh, they kind of sit back. They don't realize that it's really dominating, dominating them to that, to that point. And it's important because it's not just our meetings, your point jack where where, where it's where it's coming it's on their mind 
24-7. Right. They're talking to not only us about it, they're talking to their, to their buddies about it, they're talking to their spouse about it, they're talking to perhaps the other employees about it. Okay, so what happens is, okay, you know, so in that case, it becomes kind of clear that, hey, this person, maybe it's clear that they aren't doing a good job. So we try, that's what we try to ask. Okay, so what's this person doing well? Well, we know, we know the emotional part of it is that the owner of the business, our client, has basically fallen out of love with this person. That's for sure. Right. So how, who, whose fault is that? Is that you, the owner, or is that the employee? What's changed? I mean, that, that's how you start analyzing any, any problem issue. What's changed? Why why is uh, this employee being talked about so negatively? What the heck has happened? Well, my point is, I think I think most people on the outside would say it's very obvious, Jack. That person's not you know, not doing a good job, right? But we say, hold on, that's not you know that's not necessarily the, the whole story here. You bring up an example, okay? Well, is uh, are they being given the right tools to be able to do the job? Are you as the owner or the manager or the manager is leading them? Or are you doing a good job of leading and communicating with them? So, so we start to investigate what's kind of going on. We're trying to find again. Let's get some positive stuff going. Let's figure out again: is this person doing a good job? Because it's it's very different with a small business than it is for a larger company. When you have a larger company, and if any of you've been involved with larger companies or lar- larger organizations, you know it can often feel like you're just a number. And in fact, that's because you are just a number. You're a, you're a number on a spreadsheet. You're you're, you're a number in a database somewhere. The, the, the human connection with large organizations, in terms of how decisions get made, if you're a if you're a small business owner, you've often felt that if you have a banker, because often banks will happen is when you know banks will make decisions to to, to stop lending or stop doing business with certain certain sectors for for, for 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 whatever reason. Well, typically that's not your banker making that decision. It's somebody else higher up in the organization who's looking at some some data, some analysis that is completely removed from knowing you and your business and your situation. They're making this decision. So it's, again, it's, 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 it's very... Uh, very cold, calculating, and objective. Good. Those are very good words, right? Yeah. And that is almost never the case when it comes to small business. That's right. Never cold, because it becomes, again, even if they aren't family, people that you, you know, they've been around for a while, they become like family, you know them pretty well, you know what's kind of going on. And so there's a, a certain intimacy with small business and the team, okay? So it's it, it becomes more than that. So what, what happens is, even if you think somebody's not doing a great job, to part ways with them, you don't want to do that. And so people will bend over backwards and they'll put up with certain things or they, whatever it might be. They'll start to adjust or modify or, or pick up slack or do different things to, 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 to do to avoid having to part ways with somebody. So believe me when, when I say this, it's most small companies do not part with their employees very easily. They really don't. And again, if they were in a bigger corporate setting or bigger organization, that person would have been gone months or years ago. Sure, they keep hoping. They keep hoping, and uh, they have convoluted reclamation. Reclamation to that employee attempts to bring them around, but the skill level of the client isn't there. It's it's probably one of the most uh, difficult tasks in business, and that's trying to reclaim somebody, get them re- get get an adult over twenty one, trying to get them refocused and contributing to a company where. The love affair is over, and, and uh, you know, the person isn't producing. 
the chemistry is gone, all those cliches, basically. So slow to hire, quick to fire. That cliche is a wonderful one. When there's a problem and you keep talking about a problem employee for whatever reason, it's probably time in a small business for that employee to move on. And that's that's another another discussion basically on how to do that. Well, you're bringing up love affair and falling out of love, Jack. That's a probably that's a probably a good analogy. If if you if you have whether it be a, a personal relationship like that with a significant other, or even with with friends of yours, people on the outside can often see, hey, this is not a very healthy relationship for you, Jack. But you're in it, and so you're trying to find every way you can to kind of avoid having to cut it off, or you find the benefits of it, whatever it might be. But it's hard to break those things off. That's very similar to what it's like in a small business. It's, it's more right. similar to that from that standpoint. It becomes very, very personal. So to be able to be objective, and again, our, our question here today is how do you know if somebody's doing a good job or not? And so we'll talk about a couple of situations with clients of ours we've had recently to kind of frame a couple of, a couple of situations that might relate to what you've been going through as well. And so stay tuned for that. We'll get into more of those details when we come back from our break. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. And as we said, we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We can help you, the small business owner, get unstuck from that state of how. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at com. All right, welcome back to Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. Hello, Adam. I'm Jack Mancini, and we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We help owners of small businesses get unstuck from the state of how. We have lots of how questions we hear from our clients, and you have lots of how questions as well if you're an owner of a small company. In fact, they happen daily, numerous times a day. And part of what we like to do here on Dirty Secrets of Small Businesses is address some of those how questions, help share stories with how we've helped our clients through those. So there's a how. I can't go through the show without saying how. How many times, Jack? Multiple, infinite. Uh, they never stop. They never stop coming. So we should get. We should get. Yeah, you know, there are certain shows and programs out there. People have like drinking games too. Like people say certain things like that. Yeah, you know, that, that that could be for business or for the show. If people listen to our show. If we say the word "how," you got to take a drink, right? We can turn us into some fun with some of our some of our listeners who are hanging out. Don't do it when you're some driving, these, listening to us. When you guys get get home, that's okay. Some of these shows, uh, when we're ending, it almost sounds like that's what we've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, you know, there's benefits to having shows in the evening, right, Jack? That's how it works. That's true. Very true. <laughs> All right. So our how question we've been, we've been addressing today is is how do I know if somebody's doing a good job or not? And so in our opening segment, we kind of framed a little bit for you in terms of what that might be able to look like and really started to give you a sense, uh, for those of you who aren't as aware, but even if you are, to kind of reinforce for you just how different it is and how hard it is to be objective when it comes to a small business in terms of how well or not so well somebody is doing. And so we had a couple situations recently. Let me kind of frame, let me start framing one of them real quick here for you, where we had a, a client that brought in a pretty seasoned uh, executive to kind of help be kind of a general manager type, to kind of run a lot of the organization. And, you know, as we, as we guide our clients to bring on some key people, we always want to make sure that it's very clear from day one what the objectives are. So here are kind of the goals for having this person kind of come in. Here's what we'd like to see them achieve. Usually there's some shorter-term goals, you know, for the first kind of 90 days or if they go beyond maybe for the first six months. So here's some very tangible results we'd like to be able to kind of see as part of the business. And so getting very clear not only when you're doing the interview process but when you when you bring the person on board. And you know, we're very big fans, too, of getting something written down. It doesn't need to be, you know, 20 pages of stuff but just even a handful of bullet points to make sure that we're communicating because – 
communication, it's one of those things we, we hear all the time. Hey, I talked to so-and-so about their role when I interviewed them. Okay, well, chances are 10 days into the job, you know, if you're lucky, they went that far, they forgot, they forgot what, what right. you talked about. That's and they've right. You've got to have something in writing, and you've got to talk off that often. Yeah, because people jump in. People, as you're always fond of saying, Jack, people know what they know, and they, 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 they do what they know how to do, right? Right. So chances are if you bring somebody in who has a background in your industry or your business, you know, they've got years or sometimes maybe decades of experience of doing stuff. So they come into your environment, and it might be a little bit different, but again, once they get in there, they're going to start to kind of do what they know how to do, unless you kind of direct them yeah, otherwise. Yeah, that's exactly right. So when we direct people, and again, let me step way up for a second. So when we talk about our clients, our clients are owners of small companies, and we do a very, you know, we're very conscious of trying to keep things relatively simple, okay? Simple is not to be confused with easy. We try to keep things simple because so many things go through the owner's minds. So we talk about the owner's job description as being three words, plan, direct, and control. Three words. That's really the job of any CEO, big or small, and it's profit or nonprofit. makes no difference. So what, what, uh, what do those words mean in the context of our, of our uh, CEO client here? So the plan comes down to what's the plan for the company? So it could be... Long term, what's the plan? Here's you know, here's my vision for the company, kind of five, ten years out. Could be the plan for this next year, for the next twelve months. Could be the plan for this quarter, for this month, for this week, for today. The plans can apply to a lot of different parts of the business, but you got to be thinking, well, what's the plan? It starts there. What's the plan? So, if the owner, that that's the job of the owner. The uh, the CEO, we'll call it a CEO, but it's the owner. It's it's his or her company. Where do they want to take this company? Do they know, and can they present it relatively simple with using business words and concepts that basically define where this where this company is headed? That's what planning is all about. Yeah. Without that, <clears throat> it's not that you can't make it, but if I wanted to uh, take a hiking trip somewhere from point A to point B, I think I'd like to know where point B is somewhere. And at least the most economical or best way to get to point B. And if I don't, I might get to point B, and I probably won't unless I do have some kind of plan. So yeah. I think there's a famous phrase that says, if you don't know where you're trying to go, you'll certainly get there. <laughs> right? You'll, That's right. You'll, you'll get somewhere, Very right? Very true. Very true. So as this planning part relates to our topic at hand here today, Jack, in terms of trying to determine <laughs> if somebody's doing a good job or not, if I don't have a plan for a person when they came in, you know, also I'm going to bring you in as an employee and hire you, Jack. Okay, well, what's the plan for you? What do I want you to do? Well, in my mind, I may have an idea of what my plan might be for you, and you may have an idea in your mind what's, what the plan is going to be. But if you and I aren't on the same page, chances of you executing my plan or your plan are pretty slim. Probably chances you're going to execute a version of your plan versus my plan. And then we all of a sudden get, you know, get sideways real quick in terms of what's going on. Sure. If we don't have anything in writing, to your point, it could be bullet points or it could be a three or four page letter, not letter, but outline. Um, you, you, you know, that has to be the thinking that takes place to even create that document. And once it's created, it basically should be used to have discussions frequently in the first 90 days for sure. But basically you're going to, it's, it's somewhat of a work in process. It always is. No companies are are defined, uh, you know, to to be one way for the rest of their 10 years, 20 years, whatever it's going to be. It's always a work in progress. 
So with this client I was talking about in terms of the plan phase, we talked through in terms of what the the, the role for this person would look like. I had, I had a nicely uh, laid out job description that was probably about a page long, some bullet points and some detail in terms of here's what the, here's what the plan is overall for that role. And then in particular, here's kind of some of the, the key things that, that that should be accomplished here in the next three to six months. So it kind of had a nice plan that was kind of pulled together and ready to kind of go. So I had that plan in place. So person comes on board, and then the key is, okay, now now what? So we talked about the, you know, and part of what happens is the plan gets talked about as part of the interview process as well. You know, a good person you're talking to, they want to know, well, you know, what do you want me to do? You know, what, what do you think your needs are, you know, and and. and um, you know, they'll they'll take your direction. You know, from a from the from the ownership standpoint of what does the owner want this person to do? Well, we go from the plan to the direct piece. So, okay, now it's okay. Let's direct direct that activity. Here's the kind of things you give some suggestions. Here's what's been done already. Here's where where we see a need. So you sort of delve further into it. You have more discussions about it in terms of what's kind of going on. But you want to direct the activity of here's what's happening. Maybe you help to prioritize what's going on, or help them figure out here's the the next steps. Here's what here's what you see the activity happening for. Here's the next two weeks or the next month. Here's what I, you know we kind of see. So to kind of break it down a little more, we give some more direction in terms of what's going on to direct what you would expect to see from this person. That kind of details that plan. And up front, up front, in the early going after this employee comes on board, there should be a lot of discussion, just for no other reason than to understand that you know there's going to be miscommunications, omissions, all all sorts of issues which result in in miscommunication. So you want to be, you know, take this time early on to define and talk about whatever it is you're, you have on this list. Very important. And then the control part of it, the plan direct control, the third part's the control, that's where the communication, and we like to have regularly scheduled meetings. And so depending on the level, the, 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 the role that we're talking about. Why do meetings have such lousy reputations, Adam? Well, for a lot of reasons, but probably the the the, the top ones are um, there's people have a time frame for the meeting. Let's say it's a half an hour meeting, and they and they let it drag on for an hour or two hours. How often have uh, you, as a business owner, convened a meeting with your your key people, or maybe there's six of them, and and, uh, and ten minutes into the meeting, two people are talking to each other while the other four are standing there watching, and nobody brings the meeting back to uh, where it should be. So I think that happens often. It happens a lot. There, often, there's, often there are no agendas, or there might be an agenda that's not being followed. Or somebody uh, gets all pumped up and says, hey, this is a great meeting, and, and uh, we got to keep doing it now every, every Friday, every third Friday, whatever it's going to do. And the first thing that happens within two or three months, it's disappeared. People can't make the meeting. It's not given a priority. They aren't committed to it. That's why meetings get such lousy reputations, whereas good meetings are kept, there's an agenda, they're kept on time. The owner of the company or somebody with with authority should basically be able to corral this and make sure that that uh, the agenda is being kept and the time is being kept. And if Adam and I start to get into a, a discussion where four people are standing around watching us, the uh, the boss of that meeting says, "Hey, look, guys, you take that off site. We're done with our half hour meeting here. It's an update meeting. And if you 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 commit at the beginning of the year to have whatever every other Friday from eight to nine or eight to eight thirty, you commit. I don't care where you are. You're on vacation, whatever. In today's world, you can call in. And even though Adam's in Aruba, 
he's here at our meeting here while it's snowing like mad in February, and we hate his guts for that hour. But uh, that's all right. <laughs> all right, so the, the control piece is where this started to kind of fall down, and we'll come back after the break and kind of delve into where that kind of went wrong. But the control piece is very, very important. If you have a good plan and a good initial direction, you can still veer off course if the control's not in good shape. So we'll be back to talk about some of that. My name is Adam Sothalter. And my name is Jack Mancini, and we're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com. Welcome back. Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We have been telling you, and I'll continue to tell you, we are business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We help owners of small businesses get unstuck from the state of how. Today we're focusing on a how question, and you can be part of the show. We always welcome you to be part of the show. You can do that by calling us here in the studio at 440-946-9468. Again, 440-946-9468. You can tweet at us. We have three ways to, to get a hold of us in the Twitter sphere. We have our company page. The handle for that is at MaximumVP. If you're looking to get Jack Mancini, you can get him at at JackMMVP. And for me, you can get me at, at Adam Sonhalter. We also like uh, email. We get a lot of emails from the, from the show, and that's radio at MaximumVP.com. You can put down some comments or thoughts. I'd be happy to respond to you directly there or to bring it on the show if you'd like. And then last but not least, if you go to our website, MaximumVP.com forward slash how, H-O-W. As Jack mentioned, we help with people with a lot of how questions. That's a good place to put yours or to respond to things we've been talking about in today's show or other shows. And so lots of ways to get a hold of us or be part of the show. And we appreciate you listening, whether you're listening live here on the radio or on the podcast. If you're listening to us on iTunes, I'd love to have you go there and give us a review there as well. And tell your friends about it and share it. It's a great way to kind of share and listen to it as you go at, at your leisure. So our our topic for today has been a story with a client of ours we're talking about. How do you know if somebody's doing a good job or not? And while that may appear to be very simple, straightforward, we've talked here in the, the, the first couple of segments about how emotional it can be when you have a, when you have a, a small business in terms of you know things aren't as objective as maybe as they would be with a bigger corporation, and then figure out it, that your job as the owner, as, a, as you bring somebody in, is to make sure you're aware of your job, which is those three words. We try to keep things real simple, but your three-word job description as an owner is to plan, direct, and control. And so we're talking about a situation with a client of ours that had a good plan in place in terms of what they wanted this new person to do, this new GM role. They had some, some good direction to start with in terms of here prioritizing what, you know, what to be done this month and, and, and this quarter and going, in, you know, going for six months. And it started to fall short on the control part of it. And so we're, as we're heading to break, we're talking about some meeting stuff. And meetings are one way to control things. Meetings, meetings are excellent as long as they're disciplined and defined. And discipline means, uh, in this context, that they're basically kept on time with an agenda. And everyone can count on from a you know, half-hour update meeting. That's it. Starts at 8, ends at 8.30. I can plan my day. And those things get booked at the beginning of the year for the whole year. If they aren't important enough, don't have them. If they are important, basically anywhere you are, be it on vacation anywhere in the world, you can call in and be part of that meeting every time it's scheduled. So meetings, <clears throat> meetings and reports are two good ways to get control of the organization. And meetings have a, do, do something really good, and we see this with our clients. Okay, We meet with our clients, as we mentioned before, regularly. We meet with them either every week or every couple weeks. 
And it's not unusual that our clients are doing their homework, for lack of a better term, either the morning of our meeting or the day before our meeting. And they'll often, they'll often confess. It's like they're coming to the father confessor when they come talk to us and they admit, hey, gee, I didn't get this thing done to last night or I just got it done this morning. And we say that's okay. And part of the power of the meetings is that it creates that, that deadline for moving stuff along. Okay, because if we don't have those regularly scheduled meetings, things will drift. Because often, things you're having meetings about are things that aren't urgent matters, but they're important matters. And so, you know, the the, the urgent matters can often trump important things. If I have too many urgent things kind of going on, I don't get a lot of the important things done. That becomes a very frustrating circle. So, having and, and starting with, you know, if you have no meetings at all, we say start with start with one meeting. But if you're bringing a, new, a key new personality, we're staying here. That's where it started to kind of fall short a little bit. There were some meetings that were scheduled. Now, this is a person that, 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 that it was a senior enough level that they didn't have to have daily meetings, but they wanted to have some regular meetings, maybe weekly. And after several weeks, it started to kind of drift a little bit. And the meetings weren't happening. It's kind of like, hey, things are moving along okay. They're moving okay. The, 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 the GM, in this case, had kind of delved into some more day-to-day stuff and kind of, I don't want to say firefighting, but again, that's often what happens. People jump in, and they become part of your organization and the way that things operate and, and, and the culture of it. So some of the bigger picture items that, that, that were, were, were planned to get done maybe weren't getting done as well. And, and the reason it kind of came up is during one of the meetings with our client, it was asking, gee, how do I, how do I know that, that things are going to be accomplished? You know, you know, we're coming up on a, on a six-month review here. I, I'm not feeling good about getting things accomplished that we laid out day one that we all agreed were very doable and six months seemed like a reasonable time frame. I'm not comfortable that we've made progress, that I'm going to be seeing what I want to see after six months. How do I, how do I know? Because yeah, again, those how questions. Yeah. Cause those how questions. You know, to, to this point for the first four months, yeah, there's, there's very big praise for this person. This person's doing a very good job. Everything seemed really good. And all of a sudden it's taken a, it's taken a turn for the worse. You know, almost out of nowhere. Like, what, you know, it's like, where is this coming from? And again, it goes back to the original plan and direction. Hey, here's what we wanted to have done. And I'm not seeing those things there. So am I not saying it right, or you're not hearing it right, or am I saying it right and you're just not doing it? What's what's the issue here? How do we resolve that? How do we straighten that out? So it's not hard if you keep talking to each well, other, but it's so very hard when you're when you're when you're not. But uh, go on. So one of the often overlooked keys we mentioned our seven keys to success. If you go to our website at maximumvp.com, there's a there's a tab there called the MVP Playbook. Click on there and you'll see a link for the seven keys to success, which gives a nice visual infographic. You, you can download, print it out, put it up, put it by your computer, have it as a save it as a home screen, whatever you want to do. It's a it's a great little visual reminder to have in front of you. But the seventh key on the seven keys to success is presenting. Now, presenting that sounds, sounds... That sounds pretty simple, Adam. Well, it depends on your background. fancy pants. As I say, people can oh, gee, it means putting together a PowerPoint, this and that. It's like, ah, it, it, presenting is, again, kind of talking through stuff. And a big part of what we have our clients do in our weekly meetings are, are they present what's going on. And so, like in this case, so why don't you come present what you presented to, the, you know, to your GM? And wouldn't you know it, Jack, within what, five minutes? Easy. We, right. were, we were confused. So... We had Jack and I, and we had we had we had the, the the partner there as well. So we had three of us listening to what the what the owner was talking about, right? And we were we were all hearing different things. It was very yeah, it was very very confusing. So yeah. we said, okay, well, does this GM kind of know what you're looking for? Well, you should. Right? So it's right here. It's right here in black and white. Well, okay. Well, again, 
what's fun about presenting is things often get very clear in your mind. But as you have to present it to somebody, so that could be putting it down in writing, putting it in bullet points, having to talk it through, whatever it might be, as you're starting to kind of stumble your way through it, you may realize it's not as clear as you'd want it to be, or it's not coming out. Maybe it's as clear in your head, but as it's coming out, it's not coming out. It's coming out a little bit, a little bit muddled and confused. And so, hey, maybe that's where the issue is. Why don't you have, again, we're very big on listening. So why don't you have this GM present back what, you know, as you were pointing out what was on the page, what he thinks that, you know, A, B, and C are here. It's to make sure that we're all on the same page. And have, I, don't, I don't know why. Why is the tendency for oh, not, not only owners but managers uh, of, of companies, why do they assume when it's said once or maybe even twice that it's known? Some things, especially if they have complexity to them, have to be talked about often, frequently. Uh, hey, I'm confused, Adam. I don't understand what you just said. And, and I know you tried four times already, but let's try again, fifth, sixth, seventh, whatever. In other words, you got to insist that there's clarity and, and uh, you know, a, a common perception of whatever it is we're, we're talking about that we, okay, we finally connect. You just can't say it and assume. That's one of the worst assumptions that, hey, you get it. With Wait. our with our collective knowledge and or our differences in experience and vocabulary and whatever is going on in our minds, we aren't in sync. We never are. So how in the world do we rectify this? Well, you had you you, you uttered the, the two word phrase that we talked to a lot of our clients about, which don't get uttered enough because of our culture. And that's the phrase "I'm confused." Mm-hmm. You know, we live in a culture, especially in business, to admit that you don't know something can often be seen as a uh, a very scary thing. So what we find is that people are pretending a lot. People pretend that they know what they're talking about. They kind of smile and nod and kind of move on and <laughs> hope that nobody asks, right? Versus asking the questions. Hey, Jack, why don't you tell me what you think I just said? Or why don't you, you know, tell me what, you, you know, what, what you're going to do by when? And again, if I hear back, it doesn't need to be word for word what I said, but it's got the essence of what I'm talking about. Okay, then I know that that message has now been delivered. Versus, hey, I've, I've told you already, or, or, or I've told you five times. Well, if I've told you five times, that's great, but if you haven't told it back to me once, we I, don't, still aren't, I don't know. We, yeah, I don't know we you still aren't it. connected. That's right. right. People don't want to hurt other people's feelings. That's a subject for another show, another time. But uh, that's a big part of driving it. So I got to ask you six, eight times. So I'm, I, I might feel like I'm looking stupid to the group after six, seven times, but so be it. If it's important enough... We should we should make sure that we are connected at this segment of whatever it is we're we're moving towards. So it's not hard to do. It's it maybe takes what a little reality check, a little uh, humility. Don't even get tied up in the emotional part of it all. Just try for hey, what are we trying to accomplish here? And if everyone doesn't understand it, let's speak up. How often? Do managers and people in groups say that? And how often doesn't it result in people speaking up? You know, the uh, the control part of the plan direct control, Jack, that's where a lot of things tend to go off go off the rails. Um the, the, the planning part and the and the direction part can be Sometimes shorter term, when they're done, they kind of move on. And the, the, the control part, those the, the, the meetings and, and reports are the two pieces for the for the control. It can get kind of boring. You know, we talk often to the clients that, you know, when, when things start to run well, it can get a little boring. And they, and they say, oh, yeah, you know, 
let me see how that kind of goes. Right, so it's the same kind of discussion we get when we talk about you know the, the idea of of retiring. Well, let me try and run the company boringly. You know, where it's a boring. Thing. You know, <laughs> I'll, let me try to retire for six months and sit around and do nothing. You know, again, I'll, I'll you know I'll try it right. But until they're there, they, they don't realize. They don't know. Yeah, they That's don't realize right. how it can be. So it takes some discipline to to keep those things going. And and usually meetings will will will, will run and and they'll be viewed as a good thing. When they start to kind of add some law and order to to a place, that's the key. But, well, yeah. then that that law and order gets in place, and then we can kind of oh well, hey, gee, if we miss this one meeting or miss that, or we don't review these reports, or it's okay to let it slip once, right? It's kind of like okay if you're if, if you're disciplined on on your diet, you know, it's okay to go off it once in a while. You know, you 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 you, you slip and you have this or do that, okay, but you got you got to get back on. But boy, it's it's amazing how quickly if I if I take one step the wrong direction, all of a sudden I can go down tunnels and and pass. I don't want to go down, and, and, and I'm totally derailed after after months of or maybe even years of of, uh, that's, of that's doing right. very very well. That's right. The same thing can happen with business. If I start to kind of miss this or miss that, okay, it can it can get back to the point where it's where it's not you know it's not going to be health, healthy for the business. So that, that plan direct control piece is a key part of being able to make sure that that. You know somebody's doing good or not, and as we get in our in our last segment here, Jack, you know we'll, we'll share a couple of questions that, that will help you frame very quickly if this person's doing a good job or not for you, because it's it's key. It's key to have those good people. We talk about that. And if you've ever experienced the good people, you know what your business looked like before them, and with them. Everything so, doesn't have to be discovered. You know, there's a common body of experience and uh, respect for certain things that automatically are brought to the table versus always teaching your employees. That's right. So as we come back, we'll, we'll, we'll give you some of, the, some of our final thoughts here in terms of how do you know if somebody's doing a good job or not. So stay tuned for that. I'm Adam Sunhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We are business coaches with a company called Maximum Value Partners, MVP. Stay tuned for more Dirty Secrets of Small Business on Integrity Radio, WINT 1330 AM, <laughs> 101.5 FM, and online at com. All right, we're back. Welcome back to our final segment here on today's show of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. I'm Adam Sonhalter. And I'm Jack Mancini. We're business coaches with Maximum Value Partners, MVP. We help owners of small companies get unstuck from a state of how. Those endless, endless, pesky, sometimes nightmarish questions of how. Chances are very high that we've probably encountered them with the hundreds of clients we've been coaching over 15 years, and we could help you with yours as well. So today's show, we're talking about how do you know if somebody's doing a good job or not. And we've kind of framed a couple ways to kind of look at it and, and figure out what to do about it and, and figure out if that person is doing a good job or not. Because it seems like one of those obvious questions to somebody on the outside We've given some good uh, details earlier in the, in the show about why that may not be the case, especially when it comes to a small business and what's what's all involved with that. So if you're trying to figure out if somebody's doing a good job or not and, and how to, as the leader, manager, you know, the, the CEO, and, and the, the idea we discussed in the last couple of segments of plan, direct, and control, that's being your job. If you're doing a good job in planning and directing, often it falls short on the control piece where you have the, 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 the regular meetings and the communication and the regular reporting that's kind of going on. To help make sure things are moving along in a way that you all expected to do from the original plans and, and the original directions that, that were given. So so in the case that you're, you're featuring, I know who this client is, basically. Uh, so 
How so, do we? How do we know? How do we know if he's so, doing a good job? That so it was all muddled up over the lunch. So the control part, which we we started to get this down. So we had, you know, this the 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 the, the control part was was starting to slack a bit. The, the 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 reporting wasn't happening. The the regular meetings weren't happening. So we encouraged getting back on track with those regular meetings, making a weekly meeting to kind of go through what was going on, and to make sure again asking those questions first to make sure that the original direction was clearly understood in terms of what the goals were going to be. Instead of, you know, assuming that we, we know, you mentioned those, the, the, there are some bad assumptions there, assuming that we're on the same page, they get clarity by having, having the, 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 the person feed back to the owner that what he wanted to hear. And what was funny is the response of this person was, gee, I guess I'm, I've really screwed things up, haven't I? I've really, you know, <laughs> kind of not, not done a good job. Because it became a, you know, apparent that, you know, what he had done by kind of jumping in the day-to-day and had done some good stuff. But it wasn't, you know, again, he was, he was working on the urgent stuff and not necessarily the, the, the important stuff that the owner wanted him to work on. Now, there's still, there's still some time, but got very good clarity in terms of what was expected to be delivered and said, okay, now we had a six-month window. It's now a one-month window. Okay, can it be done? Sure, it can be done. But now we're, 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 we're very clear on what, on what has to get done. And so getting that down, getting the control back in place to make sure what's, you know, what's happening and then between now and that next month to get updates every week. How are we progressing? Because you know, <clears throat> you know, you can't just come in and cram for that final exam and get something done. It often takes more than just that to kind of get things done. Well, if you if you have some pretty clear, a good clear outline of of what you're trying to accomplish, and up front, and I'll I'll say in this case the first month, first six weeks, you know, you're meeting regularly and in, intently on making sure everything is clear. So six months from now, pretty much here's what I'd like to accomplish. Lay that out. Have that discussion. So there's no mystery to it all. And then you you have to stick with the meetings. You have to stick with the discipline up front to make sure that, okay, there's no there's no misunderstanding here. We basically have what we need to evaluate you and to be able to say, hey, you're doing a good job. Otherwise, how in the world do I do it? It's purely subjective, and it's purely emotional in the absence of, of any agreed-upon hit list. And again, it doesn't have to be a six-page document, 20-page document. It could be one page of bullet points. And from that, you have your discussion with this employee. And you set some targets. You set some—they don't have to be real, real precise. The better that you do make them, the better it ultimately is. But it's very hard especially in upper management, they have very, very precise uh, targets that, that you want to measure. So, but you you'll keep attempting to do it, and you have something in front of you that you're talking about which tries to achieve that. So there's no surprise six months from now that, hey, either you're doing the job or you aren't. It, it's quite frankly that simple, but it's not easy. That's right. <clears throat> well, going out of the last segment into this segment, I kind of teased, uh, I'd say I'd give him a couple of questions here to kind of frame this pretty quickly and wrap the show up with it. And we're, 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 we're both big fans of a, of a book that came out years ago called Good to Great. A guy named Jim Collins wrote this book. And, you know, like, like any management or business book, there are some good stuff in there and some stuff that maybe isn't so good. But in general, this is, this is one of the, the better books that we've read in terms of taking some good nuggets. That's kind of what you hope to do. If you if you go to a, if you read a book, if you go to a workshop or a seminar, if you can take a nugget or two from that book or that seminar again, and then come back and apply it to your business, 
Uh, that's usually very, very powerful stuff because it's very difficult. We talked to a lot of our clients about this too. It's very difficult to 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 put a lot of change into a business at any one point in time. Yes. You know, if you're able to try to get one or two projects done during the course of the year, that's a, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. You know, don't you know if you try to get ten things done, you're not going to get anything done, or you're not going to get anything done well. So. When it comes to, to, to people, again, our, 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 our overarching question and theme for today's show has been, how do you know if someone is doing a good job or not? And so so Jim Collins and his crew, when they're doing different research and he kind of boiled stuff down, which is what makes his book so good, is they had a couple of very simple questions to, to, to ask. So if we're looking at this at this key team member for you and trying to figure out if, if they're doing a good job or not, here's a question to ask. Would you hire this person again? Based on what you know today, would you hire them again? Good question, isn't it? Yeah, very clarifying question. That's why it's good. So we all, we will often ask a version of that question. It's almost a, it, it, it'll give people visuals back to being on the playground and, and people picking teams in the playground, right? Well, so okay, if you got ten employees, okay, who would you who would be your first pick? Who would you pick first? And usually, if you go through through that kind of exercise, okay, you can. You can go through, and often we'll do is okay. Well, take take your spouse off the table, okay? That, you know that person. Well, for now, because it's you know it might distract from the discussion, or you don't want to get them offended when they realize that they aren't the first pick, right? They're the first pick for your heart, but when it comes to your business, it might not be the first pick for you. That's right. <clears throat> so we'll give you a pass on that one, but you know, start going through, and as you look at the, at the people again, would you hire them again based on what you know today? Now, if you're very fortunate, if you have ten employees and you would hire them all again today. Count yourself as tremendously fortunate because yeah, you are in the, the, the very, very doesn't, small doesn't percentage. Happen. Yeah, it doesn't happen. Rarely, if ever. So we have you know, we have the benefit of knowing those things today. So we, we know what, we, what that person's like. It, it isn't when they're on the interviewing process or it's a, maybe it's a friend of yours or relative of yours that you kind of know outside the business and you haven't worked with them before. This is somebody you've worked with for, for some time, whether it be a few months or a few years or a few decades. Okay, so knowing what you know today... Would you hire that person again? Okay, that's that's one very very good question to be able to ask. And if you get some nuggets from today's show, that may be one of the nuggets you want to take away with you today to kind of think about that. We're trying to figure out from the people if you have good people or not. So, would you hire them again today, knowing what you know today? That's question number one. Again, these come from Jim Collins' book, Good to Great. The second one was, and this is kind of a, you got to picture this. So, if you own a company for a while, chances are you've had somebody come in and and resign or quit or give you two week notice. Okay. So picture that. Picture that if it's happened recently, okay? Chances are you've had one or two one of two reactions to that. Either you were secretly relieved by that because you're getting ready to fire that person anyway, so you're secretly relieved that they decided to, to been, find greener pastures. You've been talking about them with your business coaches every meeting. Right. <laughs> so you're secretly relieved or the opposite of that, you're kind of distraught, you're upset, you know, you you didn't expect it, okay? So that's another way or another version of asking that question that, that, that I started with here in terms of would you hire them again based on what you know today. Yeah, there are two clarifying questions. You know, you're putting, uh, not, not directly, but in effect putting your money where your mouth is. You're, you're saying, look, you know, this is a very clarifying situation. Would I hire this person again or am I secretly relieved? Very good question. Very subjective, but none, nonetheless they hit the core they hit the heart of the matter well yeah they're subjective but but they are very clarifying so if you were answering no to that first question would you hire them again based on what you know today if you answer no to that and if you would be secretly relieved if they came in and quit okay okay so what are we doing 
Chances are this is not a, this is not a good person. This is not somebody who's doing a good job for you. Well, if this person coming back to you know uh, the hit list, the the clarified uh, bullet points. If you've been communicating on this, you pretty much know what you have here. You know, if if that person is scoring because you're you've clarified these issues, if he or she is scoring well on those issues, okay, she's she or he's doing what you asked them to do. And you both are in agreement. Here's what we want to do. And it's it's not you dictating from from on high here. It's basically a a, a collaborative type of of evaluation and a, a, a collaborative type of issue creating. And so now you got something tangible to basically say, yeah, look, out of these six bullet points, you've done pretty well at them on all of them. And the one that isn't, well, why is that the case? Is that you or me or us? And if you can create that kind of atmosphere, to me, that's positive charge. That's where you'd like to be. That would be the outcome. Absolutely. Okay. Well, another fast, uh, the fastest hours on radio, folks. We, we're, we're through another show here, but hopefully we've given you some insight to help determine if those people you've got, if they're, if they're doing a good job for you or not, to help give you some, some, some easy ways to be able to answer that. So we want to thank you for joining us again on this week's edition of Dirty Secrets of Small Business. We invite you to tune in every Wednesday to hear our show. If you've got questions before, please reach out. You can email us at radio at MaximumVP.com or give us a call, 877-849-0670. Again, 877-849-0670. Okay. I'm Jack Mancini. We're with Maximum Value Partners Business Coaches, and we are having fun. Always. All right. Learn more dirty secrets of small business next Wednesday. Hey, thanks for listening on Integrity Radio, WINT, 1330 AM, 101.5 FM, and online at wintradio.com.